Good morning, folks, and welcome to another Black Sheep Rebranded podcast with your host, Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his life insights that come from his years as a psychotherapist and his many life experiences. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear what he has to talk about today. Take it away, Rick. Well, thank you, Miss Rebecca. And how are you on this beautiful Thursday morning? I'm good. I got up nice and early to get this podcast done. Well, look at that. It's another Thursday and we're trying to get out of bed and we're trying to get to work and we're trying to do all the things that we need to do to make our world rock and roll. And hopefully y'all are doing the same thing this morning. You're up and at them and moving on. So today I'm going to talk about words. And I'm going to talk about words and, and I want to pay a little bit of tribute to Toby Keith. Toby Keith passed away earlier this week. And we're gonna we're gonna do a couple songs here, and one of them is Red Solo Cup. And yesterday I was talking to a couple, and one of them just is so eloquent with words, and is it just hangs on the meaning and the subtlety of every syllable. And the other person in this relationship makes a, a, a court. And it was kind of funny when she, when she said it. She said, yeah, he, he makes a salad, but he, he doesn't really mix it. And if he starts to mix it, it gets overmixed and it flies all over the room. And I said, you know what? That, that's quite the visual for words, right? You know, either he doesn't mix the words up, doesn't put them into a, to a nice, pretty look like a salad should, or he gets in there and the, the words just fly around the room and it makes a hell of a mess. And I, I said to myself, I said, do you know, and thinking about Toby Keith and, and that idea of words. And so just like, honestly, folks, just listen up. Red Solo Cup, only Toby Keith could take a cup and turn it into a song. And now I know everybody's got that, that, that little jingle now planted in their mind for the day, Red Solo Cup. You take something so simple as a Red Solo Cup. I'm going to guess that most people know what a Red Solo Cup is, and most people have drank from a Red Solo Cup, or something very, very similar. And so this whole idea... Of, of taking words and if you take this whole song this whole song is just this beautiful play on something so simple and yet we just kind of ignore it the manufacturers of red solo cup are very happy i'm sure that the song was made and all kinds of people who use red solo cups i'm sure are very happy but the interesting thing is again 
words, the play on words, the use of them. And again, all the time I run into this, and I run into this, where people struggle, and they struggle because we can't all be Toby Keith. We can't all have that beautiful imagination to look at this red solo cup and come up with this whole song about nothing other than having a good time and drinking out of a red solo cup because that's typically when they're being used is when people are at barbecues and picnics and you know events where you're going to get a disposable cup and he takes that and he turns it into a song now that idea is it's not new it truly isn't new people have been playing with words forever shakespeare Plato, Socrates, we can go back through history and pl people have been playing with all kinds of words. And what they've been playing with is, is the eloquence of communication. 80% of communication is nonverbal, so they say. Well, you know what? The part that is verbal is truly important, that 20%. When, when I sit and I talk with people, one of the most basic, basic things that people miss is, again, the basic meaning of the word. When we are communicating with each other, it is so easy to miscommunicate because all of a sudden people have taken meanings and applied them in ways that we, we either aren't aware of or in ways that we didn't intend. There are some things that no matter what people want to say, they're gonna have a hard time trying to convince somebody that they meant something different. I don't like who you are now, or I don't like this version of you. Pretty hard to try to morph that around. Both of those are pretty clear statements especially when it's repeatedly said. So again, there's some things that, that are a little bit, bit trying. But I remember a, a guy who'd gotten out of, out of jail telling me that he'd referred to somebody as, don't be a goof, don't be a goofball. And that began from the Disney character, Goofy. And so this guy grew up with people who used that as a funny thing of, you know, don't be like Goofy, as in Goofy from Walt Disney World. Don't be silly like that. And he said he got into a fight in, in jail because he referred to somebody as, hey, don't be a goof, which apparently means something completely different if you're in jail or at least to the person who heard it, because he took it that it meant that he was um, not straight, that he had other uh, sexual tendencies. And for that, there was a beating laid. How sad is that, that nobody wants to take the time to go, but what do you actually mean, Rick, by that? And yesterday, again, you know, in, in a, this beautiful conversation, you know, we got talking about the simplest words, friends and acquaintances. 
what does the word friends mean to each of these people? And what did friends, the term, mean to me? And we're talking about something so, so simple. And, and at one point, you know, well, I don't have acquaintances. I only have friends or people I don't know. And then the more we discussed, the more it was, well, no, you have many, many acquaintances. By definition, very few friends. But the friends that you have are very dear, true, long-standing friends. But it's this really basic understanding of people who have lived together for a long time, and yet these most basic, basic words, we apply different meanings to them. When, when I go away, the very first thing that I'm thinking about is either history or scuba diving. I have very little desire to go sit on a beach. And it's not that I'm anti-beach, but I'd either rather be in the water or sitting on a nice patio looking at the beach. That's just who I am. Not a big fan of sitting on a beach. Don't know why, just not. And that's okay. But when I talk about a holiday, that's what I talk about. That's what goes through my head. Water. In, on, or under or sitting on a patio by the beach. And this is where people, or the pool, uh, quite honestly, but other people, when they, when they think about going away, they think about being able to drink unlimited, or they think about beach volleyball, or they think about some other thing. So again, even the word holiday, what does it mean to you? What does the word friend mean to you? And these are things that it, it's really interesting because as conversations continue, and, and I see this often with, with couples, we don't talk about the most basic things. What, what do we interpret and what do we understand to be the meaning of? And this is one of the things about Toby Keith that, that I really, really admire about him is, is he took some of the most ordinary things like Red Solo Cup, and turn them into songs. And a lot of what he, he wrote about was, it was a play on words. I, I, I'm not as good as I once was. But I'm still not bad. And again, beautiful song, beautiful play on words. And this is where it's about trying to understand that when we sit here and when we talk, do we actually truly understand what the other person is saying? In medical circles, if you talk about a hermaphrodite, that means one thing in, in a medical circle. As a machinist or a millwright, a hermaphrodite is actually a different type of tool. It's actually a tool. In different settings, different words have weight and have meaning. And the interesting thing is, do we take the time to try to explain or teach these things? And my guess is no. My guess is that no, what we do is we continue to go in this circle and we continue to go in this circle that doesn't end. So what does this actually mean? It means that what we need to do as people is stop assuming 
the, the person knows what the heck we're talking about. Can it sound weird? I always loved feeling up my truck when I when I owned a when I owned a tractor trailer. I always loved feeling it up. I don't know why. I I really I I for no reason. All it was was a ton of fuel being dumped into a tank so that I could burn it up the stack. But there was just something that I always found cool. Driving into the fuel island, pulling up, putting a thousand dollars worth of fuel in the truck, standing there, pumping away, imagination, listening to the trucks come and go. And so when people talk to me about, you know, what are some of the things that you miss about trucking? Believe it or not, folks, what goes through my mind? One of them is fueling the darn thing up, popping the hood, checking the oil, just wandering around it, kicking tires. And so unless I share that, or unless somebody is curious enough to ask, we can't know. And that's one of the, the incredibly sad things about what we are living in, is people just want to assume everything. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I know this. Oh, I know that. We don't want to actually get curious and say, I don't know. Can you tell me? What did you mean by that? Teach me. And I think that that's one of the, the greatest sorrows, one of the greatest things that bring sadness to me as in, in this profession as a therapist, is that when, when people are communicating, they have their own idea and so seldom do they want to ask for clarification. They just, they just don't. What they want to do is they want to plow ahead with, well, I know what you said. I know what you meant. No, that isn't what I meant. This is what I meant. And people don't want to hear that. I heard what you said. And unfortunately, we struggle all the time with this thing as simple as, what is a friend? To me, a friend is somebody who actually truly wants to get to know you on a continuous basis. Not somebody who knew me well in high school and I haven't talked to in 20 years and, and yeah, they don't know who I am. That's an acquaintance. A true friend is somebody who actually truly wants to get to know you and stay knowing you on a continuous basis. If you are not that person, then you're an acquaintance to me. The two people I talked to yesterday had completely defi different definitions, and both of them were quite surprised at the definition that each of them had for what a friend is. One was much more fluid. One was much more stringent. And, and again, it's this understanding that, that it's words. We live and die by these words, people. But what we don't do is we don't stop and go, what is your definition of the word that you're using? And no, people, come on. Don't, don't think that I'm ridiculous and stupid. I don't expect you to walk around with a dictionary and say, hey, folks, what's your definition of that word that you just said? No, I don't expect that. What I do hope for, though, is that the closer the people are to you, the more time and energy you will put in to trying to understand what they mean by different words.
And so here's another beautiful song, Toby Keith, How Do You Like Me Now? And again, this is a beautiful song about a journey. A journey of, this is what you thought of me then, what do you think of me now? And so just as the title goes, How Do You Like Me Now? It's a question mark and an exclamation mark after that, that title. And again, it's because it is a question and a statement all in the same thing. And that is one of the most beautiful things about communication in any language around this planet, is how do you like me now? Sounds like a question, but it is also a statement. And so for us, what can we do? We can put the effort in to understand, learn, ask appropriate questions. Think about those words, think about this song, think about the eloquence of Toby Keith and think about the idea, how do you like me now, is both a question and a statement. And you know what, folks? I hope you'll take the time to ask the people around you, what do you all mean by that? Learn, become curious, truly delve into what does this mean to the loved ones who you call friends, the people who you call your partner, what do they mean when they say something? Hey folks, again, it's Rick Sherwood here. Thank you very much for tuning in to Black Sheep Rebranded. And Thank you very much for giving us your feedback. It means a great deal to us here at Black Sheep Rebranded and from Sherry, Rebecca and myself, we hope that you have yourselves an absolutely wonderful, wonderful Thursday and um, Toby Keith's family, hopefully y'all are, uh, are holding it together. Again, uh, a man with an incredible talent, incredible spirit, love of his country, love of country music and a man who truly enjoyed playing with the English language. So again, for everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, y'all be good. Take care.